You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round 22 of the 2022 season. This episode is brought to you by Goalie Wars, the in-person treat for all MLS All-Star attendees only. Uh, uh, wait, 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 sorry. Uh, actually brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider. It's because of you that we're able to bring this project to you every week. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for everything that you do. It's, it's very, very touching, and I hope that only gets better and that you feel like it's worth it. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by my partners in fantasy, Mr. Blaine Riffle. Now, Ashley will be joining us a little bit later in the show, uh, but we'd also like to welcome one of our, our very special guests, one of our top Patreon supporters, Ari Hillman. How are you doing, everybody? I'm great, and I promise not to be too insufferable tonight because there's some great things that happened this week. I don't know. Can we doing well. can we have an insufferable, a non-insufferable Blaine? What do you think, Ari? Is is that not part of Blaine's charm? It is. It's something with the bucket hats. We always have that <laughs> spicy take. Spicy I take. I do. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Ari. I know you've been one of our top patrons for what three years now? Two, at least two, but I think I think, three. So. I think it's my year three. I think it is as well. So uh uh, that's what we try to do for all of our top patrons is get them onto the show. If you've not been on the show yet, you should have sent me an email. I'm going to try to send that out this week to touch base with everyone. If you can't come or don't want to come, that's fine. But it is a treat that we do reserve for our top patrons. So very happy to have Ari on the show. Very excited to see, uh, let him share how his team did and his thoughts with everyone this week. So let's just start with our quick recap of our pass round scores. Uh, Ashley is not here, but um, she did uh, put some notes in for us. She had a score of 139 this round, uh, her biggest drop this season, but she's still in the top 100. Um, so she, but she started in the wrong players with the tons of points on the bench and Aubrey Bacar screwed her so bad. So, so sorry. So sorry, Ashley or Blaine. How about you? Uh, 153, um, did captain zealous. I got the extra point there over the Mukhtar captains. A um, couple of big whiffs, Blanco for a three and Taxi for a one in my lineup. Um, overall, I think I moved up in FCL rankings, still trying to qualify there. I'm about 10 points back. And then I think I may have moved down just a couple of spots in the overall ranking with a 153. So that's somewhere right around the average. Um, if you're higher than me, you had a great week. Um, had a couple of sleeper hits. I did go with Espinoza. I stuck with him and stuck with Long. I know a lot of people were talking about Tolkien. So got some points there. Just missed in a couple of other spots and pretty average week overall. All right. Ari, what about you? Uh, my takeaway was uh, no defense, no problem. I hit a 166. Um, 14 total points on defense. I did have Walker Zimmerman. Uh, I had Mensa's five, which for Mensa, I think that's a little low, especially, um, I don't know, whenever I take him, at least the last couple of years, he gets the clean sheet. He's been my just glue guy when I need a bailout somehow. But I did have Abubakar both in this league and in draft league, so I got double screwed. <laughs> um, I did have the captain, Zella, so that was obviously an 
a start and having Mukhtar as well. And my biggest pick overall, though, was I was talking with Christian in the Discord group. So shout out to that. And I was debating on putting Wagner in or Kyoto with his one point from game one or play him in game two as well. And my gut kept saying Kyoto, even though I think the smart pick would have been Wagner. And Kyoto got a 14 versus a four from Wagner. So gut wins this time. So very good week for me. I'm still, uh, I'm, I shouldn't say still, I'm now in the running for that final spot in Champions League. I feel like I'm a few points off, but there is hope and light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, so myself, I got 158 uh, overall rank is in the top 300. I usually shoot top 200, so I'm a little bit lower, but I've had, I've had a few rough weeks, especially the last two uh, of this round, but 158 was fine. My, I was very happy with most of the returns I got. I had Mukhtar as my captain. Um, Blanco was my lowest scoring player with, with three right there. Um, I had taxi on my bench, but he only had one. I had Rubio on my bench though. And that was a great little substitute in, uh, the, the flub that I had was I did not get longs points because I missed the, uh, Charlotte game, the lock by eight, eight minutes. I was out eating and I was like, Oh crap. Oh crap. Oh crap. Oh crap. And so I, uh, I got four points there instead of 14 points there. For long, I was actually debating if I would run with Willis or put Cornell in, and he had one point at the time after that first game. And so I was like, eh, I'll just roll the dice with Willis and see how that happened. And it did not happen well. So I would have had more points if I had swapped Cornell with Willis, but I hadn't planned on doing that. So I, I could have had 10 more points because I, I did want to swap in long for my Charlotte defense. But uh, you know, these things happen eight minutes. Ugh. Uh, it happens. So uh, otherwise, uh, pretty respectable, I think. Some fantastic scores. I think I lost one of my head-to-heads, but otherwise I, I, had, a, I had wins through there. Uh, great scores in chat, 164, 161 with Patrick, uh, who we'll be talking about in just a few minutes. Uh, I saw a 170 around here. I thought someone said, uh, yes, Dan had 174 points. Uh, fantastic, Dan. That is That is an absolute awesome score right there so overall um i talked about overall already yeah so i'm sitting in top 300 so not not a bad round i think if you scored in the 150s depending on where you are of course that you likely had a very respectable round if you hit the 160s or higher i think you had a great week and you should have seen some some green arrows again depending on where you are in the ranks but in general i think the those 160s were very reachable this year or this round, especially um, if you had the right captain. It was key. That was key this week, having the right captain. So, uh, But as always, there are some things that we can take away from this round. In particular, Belaine has a talking point that he mentioned last week and wants to reiterate again this week now that we have some, I don't know, Blaine, what would you want to call this? Vindication? Yeah, yeah. Ashley made fun of me last week a little bit and really questioned it when I threw out Bunbury's name as a potential cheap rotation option. Uh, 14 points on the round for him, for a guy that we hadn't seen enough of. I took him in my draft league. I I wasn't bold enough to put him in this league. I'm fighting for Champions League. I didn't want to risk it. I should have risked it with the way Taxi played. And I also had Nizgoda in there, which, I mean, he beat both of those guys. Those were two guys on a lot of people's lists. Um, And that brought me up brought up a really fun discussion point for this is I had taxi versus Bunbury listed in the rundown. You've got a one with 
uh, what, a 45-minute game, and then he didn't even play the second game with Taxi, and then you got Bunbury, who scored in two more. Um, and really where, the, where I want to take this discussion is this is form versus history, and we can expand this out to a lot of players. Um, I know we bandwagoned early on with uh, New York City. They were hot once they got done with Champions League. They came in. They were putting up three, four goals a game. Everybody was scoring. You pick those guys up when they're in form. It makes sense. Right now, what I saw last week and what I went with is Bunbury was playing well on an informed team with Mukhtar, who is an MVP candidate. You run with those. Taxi's playing on a very bad team right now that's not getting it done. And his numbers have been there recently, but you can kind of see he's waning just a little bit. Uh, Blanco was my other one to throw out there. He's had some great numbers recently, but he's also had some duds. We kind of look at the history of some of these players and go with them instead of taking a flyer on an informed team. And it's an interesting spot. Now Ashley's here while I'm bragging about Bunbury. Uh, um, of course, it, I just felt it in my bones. Yeah, it was just, it's one of those, sometimes you got to trust your gut and go with the informed player. Sometimes you just got to watch what happens and see. Um, Rubio is another perfect example for this week. I didn't take Rubio because I just have that history with him as a sporting fan. He doesn't deliver when I need him to. He doesn't deliver for my team. He's on a goal-scoring tear right now. Um, in the four games prior to the double game, we know in the five games prior, he had had either a goal or an assist, and his lowest score was a five. And then he pops off for a goal and two assists in one game and another goal in the next game for the double game week. I mean, looking at where he came from in the way Colorado had been playing, it was almost a no-brainer to take him, but I had that blind spot because I'd been burned in the past. Um, it's kind of where my never Vela thing comes from. I'll tie that in. We're seeing too much ups and downs. He's not that every week performer. And we've seen that with Heal a little bit lately too. We love his name. We love what matchups we see, but is the production really there? Is the team around him really there? I think you watch it, and that's where my Bunbury pick came from. He's playing on a hot team. He's playing well. He's scoring consistently. Now he's four goals and four starts. And we I just I want to point out that we've got to look at recent form a little bit more than we typically do when trying to pick against superstars that we have loved and have done us well in the past. Blank made a very good point. Uh, there yeah. were definitely some differential options this week for the forwards and we can't always trust taxi. I mean, I know that was one of the, the takeaways I had from this round, which is that uh, DC is still this new team that's in development. And so we saw, we've seen a couple of good performances, but it's not this hop on board. Like we've seen with so many people, you could probably even say the same thing, um, about Hernandez over there with with Columbus that he's uh, he's had some ups and downs since he's come but uh, he I think he had a solid I think he had 11 points last round so that's I think that's pretty solid for what we saw but no very good points Blaine for that what they had from chat Teal Bunbury with a master class is what we uh, we saw and then uh, Cucho matters TFC guys matter yes those are those are lots of things yeah TFC that's been another one that we've seen how that started to work and they've and they've come back into the picture so so uh, some very good points playing as we're rounding out the season. It's it's stuff like that that's really going to help help your team. Ari, any takeaways you want to mention in general? Not too much other than uh, go with your gut because it's way more fun that way. Even if you don't hit it, always trust your gut. 
Um, just makes the game more fun if you're like, this could be the smarter pick in general, but it's not sometimes smarter isn't always as fun. Sometimes it's living on the edge, having that stress when you're watching a game that is not a team that you in general would have passionate feelings for. And, you know, five minutes in, you're yelling at the TV for your player to get the ball or to score and not play the dummy and just shoot the ball in instead. It just makes the game so much fun. So in general, my takeaway is always go with your gut because at the end of the day, we're just a group of people just having fun watching soccer. Ashley. Yeah, um, I love everything I just said and agree times a thousand. Um, I guess the only other thing I'll, I'll add on is I think a lot of people probably already know this, but most goals in an MLS round ever, um, which is pretty crazy. I think some of them came from where we thought they might, but a lot of them came from places we didn't. Um, I was really impressed, not just with the, like on the score sheet, but the general point performance from both Colorado strikers this week. Um, and also Zella is, I think, getting ready to go full Zella on us. And uh, I think that's, re- it's really fun to watch, but it's really fun to steal points from. Um, so I, I enjoyed his production this, this past week for sure. Uh, as for me, I just have a quick wrap up of just some, some stats that I wanted to share about uh, who's sco- scoring and who is getting scored against. So the top five teams, uh, worst teams allowing the most goals uh, from worst and then going up uh, San Jose with 49 allowed in 24 games, DC United with 47 allowed in 23 games, Sporting Kansas City with 44 allowed in 25 games, uh, FC Cincinnati with 43 allowed in 24 games, and then Toronto with 42 allowed in uh, 24 games right there. And uh, for the team that's doing the best, that is Philadelphia Union, who have allowed 18 goals over 24 games, which is crazy because the number two teams are New York City FC and LAFC, and they're both with 24. So that's that's a pretty good jump between right there. And of course, I have the other side, just top three right here. Best scoring is Austin with 50 goals in 24 games, LAFC with 48 goals in 23 games, and then New York City with 43 goals in 23 games right there so uh, and then if we look at the rest of the teams there um, we've got philadelphia union at four portland at five cincinnati at six um, with four tied at six with uh, 40 goals in 24 games tied with montreal so uh yeah i just want to throw some of those stats out just so as we're kind of getting near the end of the season we're remembering the totals some of that's new form some of that's old form so be sure to check that out but those are some of the teams that are scoring some of the teams who might be looking at betting against as well uh, and it does show why current leader of the golden boot is Trusi. so I, on that two, note about all these numbers i have the stat that popped up on twitter today Trusi has the same number combined goals and assists as sporting has goals on the entire season <laughs> yeah i didn't i didn't look into assists but i know uh yeah. cost is leading that so that popped up on a sporting fans thing so yeah I'm not seeing much else for takeaways, but yeah, thanks so much. Actually, before we went on, I did read your note about your team. Did you want to put any other comments about just how you felt about your results? I do not. Results? Thank okay, you so much. That's fair. I just, just checking, just checking while you're here with us. So, all right. Well, thank you, everybody. We're going to move on now to housekeeping for round 22. All 
All right, let's talk about housekeeping for round 22. First, let's talk with uh, the, the leagues that we have, head-to-head -head updates. Discord, Garth Butcher still leading with a, a record of 19-1-1 over at Patreon. Still Ryan Anderson from Lineup IQ, 17-0-2. Over at the MLS Fantasy Insider Experts Invitational, Donut still on top with a score of or results of 16-2-3, a record. There we go, 16-2-3. And, and then moving down to our Pro-Rel update, a quick update from last week pointed out by uh, our longtime friend Patrick been on the show a couple times this year. Last week, I said that Todd Modisette was just straight up winning the Champions League uh, just by, by his record. I was incorrect. Patrick was still tied with Todd. Todd was winning on points only. However, to remedy that mistake, Patrick decided, well, I'm just going to have to win it just straight up and have it by my record. And he did. And Patrick Smith is on top of our Champions League, which has bounced around several times this year. It's been great with a record of 16-1-4. and four. Uh, So my bad, Patrick. I hope that makes up for it. You are on top right now as we're coming into the home stretch. Uh, Blaine, what or Ashley, what's over at the Veterans League? Yeah, uh, Blake's Flames is back on top this week. Again, I know... I feel like when I say this every week, this has been really fun to watch kind of the back and forth of the top four of this, of this league. Um, and they're only on top by draws versus losses. So both have 15, um, but there's one draw to, to Blake's flames, which is giving them the, the advantage in the league for now. So yeah, really fun back and forth. And Blaine heading down to the development league. Yeah, McBean All-Stars has actually extended the lead to five points now at 19-0-2. Uh, Rain City FC pulled into second with a 17-1-3. And, and then Next, who's in chat, may, I don't know if I've seen Next tonight, but Next is usually in our chat, 17-0-4 for third place. So there's a little bit of separation at the top. And then it's just a congested mess right behind that. Uh, the top end's just beating each other up really bad right now. And... I haven't looked at the projected schedule for the rest of the year, but I think it's going to come down to who gets the tough matchups and who can knock off anybody throughout here because I think the top players have established themselves and they just keep eating each other up. And of course, with our pro rel waitlist, that's always kind of a tongue twister for me. Uh, it is still Wawa Wiwa with a record of 18 0 3. So very competitive. I hope you guys have been enjoying these uh, these head to heads. Uh, it's been it's been really fun to watch and these back and forth. It's it's great. Fantastic. Moving on to the round 22 information. Everything starts Saturday, August the 13th at six o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, of course, with New York Red Bulls versus Orlando. A little bit of a breather for once. We don't have uh, these midweek games to worry about. However, Saturday, it just keeps coming. So right after uh, that six o'clock start, there are a bunch of teams that start at 7.30, and then uh, we have two final games on Sunday, August 14th, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and that's Nashville versus Minnesota, followed by Seattle versus Real Salt Lake. So it's going to be a little bit tight if you're looking for some switcheroos. There are no double games this round. There are no buy teams this round. So clearly it's going to be New York Red Bulls and Orlando are going to be the easiest teams to do your switching because uh, while those 730 teams are going to be difficult to see the results, you will be able to at least see the results of New York and Orlando before another the next chunk of games 
start after that. Uh, otherwise, you, of course, will have Nashville and Minnesota and then Seattle and RSL as, as options that you want to have some of them on your bench as well to see what happens on Saturday. But if you want to do some Saturday switcheroos, Red Bulls and Orlando are your best options right there. Moving on, let's start talking about our suspensions and injuries. Blaine, what kind of update do you have for us? Yeah, um, thanks Discord for getting this to us and Ranch for putting it together. Um, we've got some good news to start with. Richie Larea's back to Toronto on loan. Uh, Jack Price uh, played 45 minutes and started for the first time in a long time. And then Rui Diaz for Seattle played in both games, which is huge. We like seeing him back. Um, only a couple of suspensions this week. Uh, Cavallini for Vancouver, Waterman for Montreal, and then Derek Williams for the Galaxy are all going to be out. Um, some big injuries to watch, though. Uh, Callens is listed as an MCL strain, which is a huge hit. There are some other guys there, so just don't take Callens if you're looking at New York City for a couple of weeks. Um, they have some quality players that, that you, you can turn to, though. Uh, Campania for Miami is out, so that Iguain campania a debate. Um, it's Iguain for now if you want to go with uh, Miami striker. Cervania uh, for Dallas is an unknown injury. Heinz Eich uh, for D.C. is out for the season with a foot injury. Um, Rosetto for Atlanta was a lower leg. They're calling him week to week. Um, so just keep an eye on that. Uh, Jose Martinez was subbed out for Dallas. And then Farfans for Dallas has got a knee or a leg issue, something there. So that's two guys from Dallas that they've been relying on. And then we don't have all of it listed. You're going to have to go do some of this legwork yourself or join Discord and find out who's new. But there were a ton of signings on deadline day. Christian Benteke. DC, Kyle Duncan for Red Bull. Yeah, lots of uh, um, lots of interesting names. Um, Ricky Puig for or came into LA uh, replacing Ravellison, who they transferred out. So there are going to be some names we've relied on that are going to see some rotation as some of these new guys come in. I expect Duncan to start right away. Matt Miazga has come to Cincinnati. I could see him slotting into the starting lineup very quickly. Love that. Love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you would. Uh, Benteke, I mean, that's just another forward in D.C. What's that do to taxis numbers? What does that do with Ola Kamara sitting there? They just picked up Miggy Berry. Like, I don't know what's going on with that lineup. Uh, so yeah. don't rely on anybody. Watch the lineups there. And then just find out who else is out there because there's a ton of names that could come in and contribute right away. But more importantly, they could push guys you expect to be starting to the bench. And that's what you want to avoid more than anything. Don't gamble on the new guys is what we always say. Watch to see what they do. But make sure the new guys aren't replacing somebody you trust to be starting going forward. All right. Any other updates from chat that we'd like to add or anything from you, Ari, or Ashley? Chad, for Dan, same player. He's had two of his worst performances, I think, in his entire career. And uh, I know he's been a pretty reliable keeper most of the season. These last two, he has not been able to stop the ball to save his life. <laughs> and, they, and they're easy saves. They're not difficult ones. These are ones he would make 10 times out of 10. And he's just fumbling the ball. So, but he's an all-star. I know. I don't know that. That I don't know what Juju has put on him. But ever since he got that all-star call, he he's not doing well. Yeah. 
Hey, whatever works. Let's see if it fixes itself. So, hey, but at least you'll get to see him maybe in the goalie wars. So, I that is true. I'm you can see that. that. There you go. All right. Well, let's move on to our player recommendations and targets for round 22. All right, let's talk about our player targets for round 22, starting with keepers and defenders. Ashley, who are you looking at? Yeah, I like uh, Andre Blake to start the week and then considering a move to Fry as a keeper, but I don't love that choice. I know Seattle well enough to know that clean sheets come few and far between. Um, <laughs> so I'm considering maybe Suver, um, someone in the on the Sunday games, but I think Fry might be my my choice for the later games on Saturday. Um, and then defenders, I'm not doing anything too, too crazy. I don't think I like Kai Wagner. Um, I like Brendan by, I like Cascante. Um, and then I like Palacios, uh, for LAFC. I, I keep going back and forth between LAFC defenders. I always like Ryan Hollingshead more, but he doesn't seem to be starting lately. Um, he hasn't started for a while since people got healthy. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of going back and forth between Mario and Palacios. Um, but an LAFC defender is, is on my radar for sure. Blaine, what about you? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of torn on my goalkeepers. I've got Cripo on the back end of my keeper room. I know a lot of people are talking about LAFC defenders. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I'm seeing enough talk about their defenders. It's that's where I'm gonna turn to for my second goalkeeper. I've got Blake in there right now on the front end, which I like a lot. I don't trust Chicago's attack coming into them. But I'm kind of waiting on the lineups because at the same time, you've got New England hosting D.C. D.C. has been a mixed bag right now, and you never know what they're going to run out there. And Petrovich has been on fire lately for New England. So he is one of those. If I see the right D.C. lineup, I may actually go with the differential in Petrovich and see what happens because he's making a ton of saves as well as being a potential for the clean sheets with the defense in front of him. And I think he might actually steal that spot for me this week. And defender-wise, I'm kind of with Ashley. It's the big names. It's Wagner. It's by Palacios. Um, I was looking at maybe one of the Nashville guys for a Sunday game. I think you could do okay there. But I always worry what Minnesota is going to be able to put up offensively. They can do it. And Nashville has been a little suspect at times to giving up a goal or two. All right, anybody you want to add? Um, yes. So the Chicago player, whose name I still will never be able to pronounce, but it's CZ, and we'll end Zico? it at that. You can figure that out. Zikos? Is that what it was? Zikos. I know it was said, and I totally spaced. So we'll just go with Zikos. Um, <laughs> if you look at his statistics, he's even on the games he's not getting clean sheets, he's still managing to get points. So I figured I'd throw him in there along with Palacios and uh, Wagner. And then I'm not sure on how well my lineups are going to be this week. So I'm going with two lock picks of Fatchinari and Callum Montgomery from Minnesota as my automatic scrubs that for sure will not play. Montgomery's on the bench, though. You trust that? Because you know them. You trust that? He was on the bench last week because I almost threw him in. Who is this? Montgomery was on the bench. Is it just, I was that even, just? I didn't even catch that. And now I'm going to have to go double check the sources. Because <laughs> oh, he's go been up, like, a, yeah, go he, up to 4.5 million and grab Castellanos from Nashville. 
That'll be defender yes. that's out on loan to USL or something. He's not in the. He's not playing. That's yeah, Montgomery fair. was on the bench last week. That's the only. Re- I, and I literally only know it because I wanted a Minnesota defender that wasn't going to play, so I paid yeah. attention to it. Yeah. Uh, he's been my go-to, so maybe I'm playing with fire, but I will definitely <laughs> you probably double check that for sure. I did not realize he was on the bench even. Well, if anybody oh. wants to double check their own players, you could head over to the mega reference at MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord over to our Discord server. There is a little, a small curation of uh, players who are definitely out that you can look at for, for those nice little spots when we don't have buy around. So there's, there's one to keep an eye on. You have yeah. Kim? Moon Kwan. Moon Kwan. Yeah. That's, that's very good. I think you all have touched on most of the top ones. I know people have also mentioned Coronel. In, in chat, that's definitely the early game where you can try to find out what's going to happen uh, and betting against Orlando to see if you get a good clean sheet there as well as Long, another one to, to go back to. Had, had that goal last week, so you can't count on that every time. So I think that that Tolkien-Long debate is going to keep going for a little bit longer. Uh, sorry, that was that was bad. But I think you guys have touched on, on most of the defenders. Uh, there'll be some definite some def- uh, switcheroos and, and differential options. Be sure to check out Lineup IQ, what Ryan puts out for, for some of his uh, clean sheet numbers that he gets with the stats. So that can always be, be handy right there. Let's move on to our midfield. Blaine. Yeah, this week's uh, weird for me. I've got some names that are locks like uh, Mukhtar, Ladero, and Acosta. Um I'm not getting away from those three. I think those matchups are good enough to keep, and those guys are in good enough form that I'm going to run with them. Uh, initial gut reaction was to take Carlos Heel uh, playing at home versus DC. Um, it pains me to do that at times because I just haven't trusted him lately, and I just don't know what to make of his play lately. Um, he's playing well, but if nobody's there to help him, everything his points just disappear quickly. I almost like Gazdag more in that same at that same time slot. And I could see that being the better one. And then really weird on the bench. Uh, I'm kind of going with a flyer for my bench play just because I don't ex- I kind of expect more with the way the teams have been playing. I like Lucinius for uh, Red Bull. Honestly, more than Morgan this week. He's been playing well. He takes some PKs depending on who's out there. Um I don't know. I just, I like his style. I think he's going to match up better with Orlando. And I think that's a really weird differential that I can throw on the bench for a potential SCL move. Um, I think Morgan's going to be the regular guy to go to. I, I can't fault anybody that wants to, but yeah, I, I like him. And then black and red's already throwing it at me in chat. I'm putting a mid on the bench. I always put a mid on the bench. I usually have one mid and two forwards. I run three defenders and two scrub defenders all the time, which forces me to run a mid on the bench. I take bonus point or pretty consistent defenders, so I can do that. And then I pick a little more boom-bust midfielder to try to throw on the bench or grab an early game guy and try to lock in a big score early. But yes, I almost always have a midfielder on my bench which I know is a foreign concept to some people, but that's the way I play. And I'm ra- I'm overall ranked 230 playing that way this year. Ooh, look at that. It's a mic drop statement, I feel like. That was... All right, what are you looking at? What? The bucket uh, that way. I'm also looking at uh, some of the bigger name guys, as in Ladero. I am going with heel as well. Um, I, it's weird. It's weird just... 
even thinking about having to think if you're going to go heel. It used to just be you pick basically nine guys on the roster because heel is an automatic lock no matter what. But I do think, again, you're playing D.C. They're still figuring them, themselves out. It's They're still a – they haven't quite gotten the Rooney effect, so they're not going to be – I don't think they're going to be top form yet. I'm going to go with heel at home. Um, Dreyusi I put in. Uh, he's just been scoring. I know it's kind of a risky pick because he is one of those score or he's he's not worth it. But again, it's SKC who unfortunately has been uh, holding down the bottom of the table. So I'm going to go with my chances there. And then I got to play Zella regardless that he's, you know, whether he's home or not home. It's Zella after that week last week. I know small sample size, whatever, but I, I'm giving him his credit. He got me 50 points last week. Regardless, I'm giving him a chance to play this week as well. And then I also have Acosta to finish it off. So we got five of them, but one of which will be on the bench because just like with Blaine, I do like to run five, um, go with pretty consistent defense, and uh, then take the best two of three between two forwards and a midfield on the bench. All right. Ashley, who are we missing so far? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm the first one to say I don't have Nico in my lineup this week. Um, I'm not particularly pleased with the lack of offense coming from Seattle, um, home and away. I think that RSL tends to give the Sounders trouble, even if they're not in their best form. Um, if Rui Diaz starts that game, I think it's kind of a different conversation, but he's a step behind from the injury. So... Um, I'd say that's the one striker or sorry, midfielder I'm not particularly keen on. Um, I also am considering Gazdag. I know Blaine talked about him. Um, I'm doing the same thing. He said, I'm, I'm looking at the lineups for that um, new England game. And if I think Carlos Hill can pull something out, if he's actually playing in the right position, if he actually has a striker with him, um, then I think I'll play him, but otherwise I think I'll switch to Gazdag. Um, and then just to kind of drive home what, what Ari said, Drew is, has been super goal dependent, goal and assist dependent. He's been like that all season, but he's got five goals in three games and they're playing at home again. So um, I think he's definitely worth having. Um, if you bench a midi, I think he might be a decent decent choice to bench, but I, I have everybody else that, that they listed, Zella, even on the road, Lucho. Mukhtar, um, those are those are the guys I like this week. Yeah, the weird thing with the numbers this week for for uh, Gazdag is that Chicago is in the top third of teams. They've only allowed thirty goals over twenty four games, so so they're not too far off of the rest of the pack. Philadelphia is just leading the way, yeah. but Philadelphia is top four in goals scoring with with uh, forty one, so they're tied for that with with Portland so and some of that has been because of Gostog in these last few games so well their last couple home games right they put up how many goals 11 goals or something ridiculous a whole bunch. Games? Yeah. yeah so yeah. I think that I don't know that that's consistent right I don't know recent, <laughs> recent this it goes back to my discussion earlier yeah. recent form is on the Philly side mm-hmm. and I'm thinking like I don't want to do a disservice to the community and not mention Gazdag here because well, I think then why aren't we mentioning the Doya at this point <laughs> yeah, Bedoya, yeah. I'm kind of drafting, you can get Bedoya, get him, but I can't I just, do it. Yeah, but that that's draft. Um, about Bedoya. Yeah, what, but what are you? Some of us are salty about Bedoya, but 
That's because some of us get stuck playing him in draft league. Sure. Makes sense. He's yeah. a lot more gonna, valuable. I do want to point out, though, it's it's weird as it is. Uh, Driussi was sitting on a four against Sporting the last time they played until a very late goal that pushed him up to his nine. Yeah, but Blaine, sitting on means nothing in fantasy. Yeah. But what do you end with? It was like an 80 exactly. goal or something. Uh, Sporting did kind of hold him in check a little bit. And now that Tommy's playing and Agata's starting up top, they're they're holding possession a little more. I didn't I wasn't as impressed with Driussi when he played against Kansas City the last time. I know that was on the road. This is home. Take that for what it is. I just I as somebody who bet heavily on Driussi in that game, knowing how bad my own team was, I was very disappointed with the end result that I got, even with the nine. And I was sit, we were sitting there on that four watching that, and I'm like, is he really going to get a four? Is he really going to stick me with a four when I bet against my own team? And that late goal saved me. It made every move I made that week worth it. That was a weird one anyway. And I was trying to overcome another score with him, thinking, oh, I'll just bet against my own team, and it didn't work. So I'm a little hesitant on him just because I don't know that the way he plays matches up against sporting quite the way you want it to. Sure. Something to consider. Sporting is one of the worst teams with defense and Jerusi is the golden boot leader right now. So that's, that's the other half of that. But we're also talking about form, what Colorado dropped eight, nine goals last week during their double game week. And now they're going up against Columbus, even on the road. I think that's seen a lot of talk about Zella and Chad. I think that's a great reason for him. If we're talking about this, this wave of current form, but yeah, that's, that's great. You'll be able to see the lineups for new England and Philly before the New York game is, is finished. So if you're going to be doing some kind of switcheroo that involves uh, a New York player on your bench, you, you could see part of his, of that score at almost the whole game, if you want to make that happen, but it's, it's going to be rough if you're making some of those decisions, it would work easier with, um, some of these these late late players but yeah lo- lots of current form coming into effect right now i know it was said in chat as well but someone and i feel like i have to say this as a fan of minnesota but uh reynoso as well should get a little bit of a shout yep although he was not in the last game the loons while their defense has been non-existent their offense is scoring anywhere from three to five goals i think in the last uh two three games and if he's on the field Obviously, there's a good chance he's going to be taking part in some of those goals or assists. Um, so I have to get, I don't remember who said it in chat, but they're 100% right. You should keep an eye on him as well. Yep, Reynoso's one. Nashville's middle of the road as far as defense goes this year, so definitely a possibility. Uh, also, what about Portland? We didn't see uh, a lot of their players mentioned this week. Anybody looking at, at uh, Portland on the road to Toronto? They're traveling across the country to a different country to play a team that's defense is not that great, but they're not putting out a consistent lineup. So it makes me a little apprehensive. I, I think we always talk about road teams, right? Like when you look at a, a single game week like this, you look at who's at home and who's away. Um, I feel like it's the weeks where the better players are away when we say that it's a, it's a tougher week, if that makes sense. Um, of all the good Home teams with good midfielders this week, Red Bull at home, Cincy at home, Revolution at home, Philly at home, Austin at home, Colorado at home, LAFC at home. Do you know what I'm saying? Nashville at home, Seattle at home. I don't know how you go road Portland. 
Um, Blanco put up a three in the game he started and then was on the bench for the next one for two home games. So um, I don't even know that that for me, he cracks like my top 10 midfielders to look at this week. I mean, give me Chara had four, another attacker. I mean, they're just not consistently getting, they don't have. It's not that they're not good. Yeah, it's not that they're not good. They're dicey to pick up in fantasy, right? They're they're just kind of dicey to pick up in fantasy. They move around those pieces a lot. Um, I think a player that we should give more of a shout out this week to is Osorio um, in that same matchup for the production that he had this last week. Um, I, I know they're adjust. I don't know where, um, Mark Anthony K is an injury. I know Osorio had a little bit of a different role when K was in that midfield. I don't know if he's coming back yet, but, um, Osorio put up a great point production, um, for a single game week team in a double game week last week. I I'd like him over Blanco in that game. Yeah. Right. As far as, as far as road midfielders go, I mean, Zell is top of your list, obviously. Yeah. If you're taking a guy on the road, yeah. he's number one. I'd put Ray right behind him. Um, if Santi, Amata, starts, maybe. if Santi starts at the 10 against Miami, definitely look at him for New York city. Um, I, as bad as this is going to sound, I would put Shakiri against Philly and Gauld against um, LA above Blanco in my away midfielders run this week. And honestly, either Montiero or Espinoza. San Jose is going to Dallas. Dallas has not been great defensively. They've been giving up a ton of bonus points to midfielders. Like I, there are, there are five or six road midfielder names I would put ahead of Blanco or any of the Portland guys this week. And a lot of that comes down to you. Toronto's just such a wild card right now. They Big could time go, time. they could give up five goals in this game. I mean, that's the way score five goals. you don't know. They could yeah. score five and yeah. hold possession and Blanco's not going to see enough of the ball to even get passing bonus points. Like it's such a wild card. I can't take that risk. I see other sure things on the road that I like a lot more. Same. All right, well, let's move on to forwards. Ari, who do you like? Um, so I have Diego Rubio. Um, and then I also went with Vasquez for Cincinnati as a bench play. Um, and then I guess again, it's hard to call it a differential, but Vela, because obviously Arango's been getting a lot of goals. And I'm hoping this time it'll be Vela that gets the goals, but everyone will have Rongo. So I went with Vela at the moment. I I don't know. I think I'm just being stubborn. I'm not giving Charlotte enough credit on defense, but I just have always they haven't they don't have the wow factor like, for example, last year's Colorado. I would, if you were playing against them, I would be very hesitant to play anyone in forward against them. Or this year it'd be Philadelphia, like. Any offense going up against a team that is just on fire on the defensive end, I'm I'm not going to take it. But for me, I feel like this is a game where I could see LAFC at home, and that ruckus crowd behind them, which is insane. Um, I could see Vela getting a, a couple goals in there, assuming Adrian Heath doesn't play him in uh, the All Star game a lot. Which I guess I don't even call if he's on the team. He is. Okay. Yeah. I'll tell Heath not to play him. Blaine, who are you looking at? Um, Zardes on a hat trick, coming off a hat trick, going into a revenge game against Columbus. I mean, he's got to be short, he's got to be shortlisted. Um, 
the way Colorado's playing, uh, Columbus on the road, their defense is solid, but never underestimate the revenge game. It could be huge. Um, it that would totally be a bench play, and that's I've got a bench spot that's kind of rotating through. Don't know quite who I'm looking at for that. The other guy on that bench is Bunbury first Minnesota. I just I can't. I'm I'm doing it, Ashley. I see that face. Do it. I mean, it's, it. <laughs> I've got two guys that are I got two guys that I like that are in form right now. I I like the games. It's just it's fun for me. No, but really, Arango and Vasquez are my two top guys. I it's it's those, and then the bench rotation and. Yeah. Vasquez may end up on the bench with the earlier game so I can see the full result. He's not going to be a captain pick for me. And then I could dump Bunbury Zardes or Arango, depending on how it goes. I've got enough flexibility with the timing on that. So I want to see those scores come in. But those are kind of who I'm looking at right now. Honestly, we talked about it earlier. There were so many goals last weekend. I think we're hitting a point right now in the season where there is a wealth of forward talent and everybody's hitting every week. It's, can you get the guy who's hitting harder? And that's been that that's what makes this so tough. I've got a list of about eight guys that I want in these position, in this position. And I've distilled it down to just a few. I really want, but I could see a ton of names popping up here. You could look at Toronto for one of their forwards. Um, a bear for New York City on the road is high up on my list. I've just I've got so many names that I know where I've not seen on the rundown that I would love to take. Uh, Quintero against Montreal is another one that I don't see on the rundown. I've got a lot of names I want to take. It's just picking the three I can actually put in my roster this week. So that's what makes it really tough right now. And then it's like, okay, I think all of these guys are going to score one. Who's going to score two? And is somebody going to give me the hat trick or going to give me two and an assist? Where Who's got the most bonus points coming in here? Now it's trying to differentiate those because I think right now, if you're fighting for Champions League, if you're fighting for spots, picking not picking the good forward who's going to have a good week. It's picking the interesting forward that's going to have a great week that nobody else picks. And that's my struggle right now. And that's why I've got some of these names out there, because I think we could talk about 10, 15 guys right here and all of us are going to get it wrong. Ashley. Yeah, I, uh, I like Rongo. Um, I'm still kind of paying attention to everything going on there. Right. They just signed a DP striker uh, theoretically to replace him theoretically. Um, Bale coming in hasn't cut into his minutes too much, but um, he's been subbed out for Bale a little bit. Um, I'm definitely paying attention. I think Bell is a, a, a good shout there. I, I just want to pick up um, Chicho for the goals he's been scoring, but I'm also, like I said, trying to be like aware of, of what's going on at LAFC with that striker situation right now. Um, and then I also like Brandon Vasquez um, getting called into the, to the all-star game you know it's an all-star game so it doesn't really count as playing time um i think that that's a big boost for him uh playing in you know a moderately poor defensive team i know they're getting people back but still at home um i think you could go brenner as well i just tend to like vasquez and he'll probably be my bench play and then 
I like a Toronto striker this week. I, Insigne's goal was a more of a masterclass than a point producer, if that makes sense. Like that was just individual, beautiful skill. Um, like we said earlier, Toronto is, is so unpredictable. Um, I don't know if I, if I want to commit to, to one of the strikers. I think I like Bernadeschi. Bernadeschi? Bernadeschi. This is, this is I believe. what we do. I think so too. Um, Bernadeschi. I think I like him more than Insigne just for what he's produced with assists. He took a PK. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I can't seem to commit to either one of them. So it might be a little lineup dependent for me. Um, but I'm, but I'm leaning towards, uh, a, a Toronto striker as my third striker spot right now. No one talked about Bo. Is that someone that is even on the radar for anybody this round? Well, he was hurt. I don't know. How hurt is he? <laughs> if Bo starts, I would be tempted to throw him in. Bo's one of those guys that when he plays, especially against a defense like DC, yeah. I definitely yeah. want him. But at the same time, in the back of my mind, I'm going, okay, Bo's been hurt lately. He hasn't been playing full 90s. Is he a 45-minute-and-out type of guy? I mean, he may get a goal, and and New England's up 2-0 at halftime with a goal coming from somewhere else as well. And it's like, okay, Arena's going to take him out to save him. They're up 2-0 against a bad team. This is one you just put in somebody else. You manage his minutes. You manage the game. Get out of there with the win. Like, that game, that whole situation makes me nervous. I don't think he's going 90. I don't know that he's going 60. I think if he starts, he's got a goal in him. But is a goal enough this week? Probably not for me. That's fair. But, I just want to mention, yeah. that was mentioned in chat, so I wanted to, to touch yeah. on it. Uh, I think we've covered some other ones. I know people have also thrown out Brenner as another option with Cincinnati. Both both have been scoring, so there's been some sharing right there. You can you can look and see. Uh, Atlanta's not maybe been as leaky as we've talked about some in the past. They only gave up one this past round, a 0-0 draw in Chicago before that. So might be getting – things might be settling down some in Atlanta, but uh, Vasquez is a golden boot challenger. So that's that's definitely going to be a push – for him with Acosta, who is the best assister in the league. So his sister, can I use it that way? We'll go with that. I liked it. Yeah, we'll go with that one. So, uh, but no, I think a lot of good options here for people to to look around. I'm finding my budget a little tight with sort of what I'm looking for. I don't know if anyone else is in that same boat, but we had a lot of big names thrown around. So who are you all looking at at your captain right now? Blaine. See, I completely disagree about Atlanta's defense, and that's why I've got it on Lucho right now. Sure. Um, (laughs) Atlanta's defense is okay against some of the weaker teams, but when they hit one of the high-powered offenses, they're getting shredded, and I think that bodes well for Lucho this week. Ashley? Um, I don't know, which is not helpful. Um, I'm considering Mukhtar. I, I I think that I like him best at home, although I don't know. Like, I don't think Minnesota is a cakewalk by any means. Um, you know, I'm going back and forth between Lucho and Mukhtar and Zella, but it goes against all my natural fantasy playing instincts to put a, the armband on a road a midfielder, um, even in Zella's form. So I think I'll probably end up with Mukhtar, but I'm definitely going back and forth. All right. Um, so currently I have it on heel, but that is, uh, I guess, for those listening and those that will be listening, there's like a 10% chance it stays on him. I really have just been going back and forth. There's like five guys that could easily get it. I'm going to add a sixth in there being Reynoso just 
for the simple fact that if you're like me and you you made your Champions League for the first time last year and now you're in your final chance to make it two years in a row, you got to take some picks. It might be a little, little crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously it's midfielder on the road, but it's Reynoso. And if a lot of people are taking Mukhtar, which again, I'm not going to say it's a bad pick, it's one of those where you just kind of hope and pray that your gut is right, that he's going to have a dud game for once. Um, so, yeah, at the moment it's on heel, but honestly, that that is not set in stone by any means. All right. I had a comment from chat that uh, armbands always depend on the lineups in their opinion at the time. Uh, yeah, but it's not fun if we don't talk about it right now on the show and give people some ideas of who we're looking at. I'd be really interested to see who is on Skyler's list this week for his top three, because there are several uh, who who are in the running. Uh, Shannon's asked, why not Dreyusi? Uh, has, is that some of that goal dependent? For me, it's because he's goal dependent. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, like what Blaine talked about, where he's like, what, you know, who's the guy that's going to get four? That guy could be Dreyusi. I mean, he's bagged a brace in two of his last three. But because he is so goal dependent, that's what freaks me out a little bit. You know, like Driussi for me is basically a forward captain at this point. Um, you we always joke about it. You don't captain forwards because they get you a two double yep. to a four or they get you a, a seven or a twelve. That's what they I mean, that's what they do. Driussi's kind of in that same boat. He picks up a couple of bonus points, but you're looking at a four point floor and an incredibly high ceiling. But that four point floor pales in comparison to Mukhtar, who's got a six, seven point floor heel when he's on in form has that same six, seven, eight Acosta with the way he plays against Atlanta. Somebody was pointing it out in chat. Um, Atlanta always play or Acosta always plays well against Atlanta. Um, He's got that seven, eight point floor. I will take that floor over the risk of a really high ceiling and a four point floor. And that's with Dreesy. I just consider Dreesy yeah. a forward at this point for captain purposes. He's the Joseph Martinez of midfielders. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. By all means, if you need to make up some ground, this is a good week to put the armband on him and hope he hits. Yep. Um, you can make up a ton of ground if he hits and you got him. I just, I can't do it in my current position in the table and looking at Champions League. And I wouldn't advise most people to do it, but if you need to make a big move, that's one of those bold plays that could really pay off. All right. Well, if you do make a bold play and it does pay off, be sure to uh, let us know at MLS Fantasy Boss, at any of these other fine people here at MLSFI. Uh, We love to hear about your successes, and we also are here to help commiserate in any flubs that you may have, any big chances failed that – you might come across. So uh, share that, interact with us. We'd love to hear it. We'd love to have you join uh, in the chat if you are listening to us during our podcast. We are live pretty much every Monday so that uh, we can talk uh, with everyone who's here. So yeah, sometime if it helps you at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time, join us. And uh, it's just just so much fun. That's all that we have for the show tonight. Thank you everyone for joining in chat. Thank you to everyone who was with us uh let's hit things with our plugs Ari. um i'm gonna plug adrian heath our marvelous minnesota united coach because he's gonna be playing a differential this week and you might ask yourself how but he has said that for the all-star game he is going to play uh zimmerman and mukhtar full 90. 
so that he can drain their energy for when Minnesota plays them this weekend. And <laughs> I also am a coach of sports, and that is a veteran coaching move. So I'd like to give him a plug and also a random eBay seller that sold me a Jan Brager coat shirt. Nice. Good to see that. Impulse purchase, but I wanted Jan Gregus with the goat horns on it. So I love that. Shout out to that guy. Awesome. And obviously the basics, the Discord. Again, you learn so much. And even if you're not learning, so to speak, just on game day, if you're just watching all the games, just chatting about different stuff. It's so much fun. Just like hanging with friends, but yet you're in your house by yourself. So it, <laughs> it's cool. Discord's the way to go. Ashley. Uh, I would like to plug the newest member of the Savage family. This is Morris, a.k.a. Yes. Jordan Morris, yes. named by my son. He's now <laughs> blended into my black scarf, and no one who's listening is going to know. But that's my plug for this week is Morris. It's a, it's a puppy. It's a puppy. What kind of puppy is it? He is a golden doodle. A golden doodle. I was going to guess that. Yeah. Blaine, for you. Yeah, just this community. It's Discord. It's chat. It's everything. You're the one that keeps us coming back doing this every week. And it's just it's been fun interacting. I've been called out a couple of times tonight, which makes it even more fun. As Reed said, if you have one of those wild successes, which we have had this year with Captain Wagner and Captain Callens, we love to hear it. Make sure you get it to us on Twitter. We do shout those out when we see those crazy picks. So if you do something crazy, stupid that pays off, it's not stupid when it works. And we love to hear it and we love to share it because we like seeing all those random stories. That's what makes the game fun. We do it. I do it for the community. I think almost everybody here does it for the community side of things. So just shout out to you guys because chat especially, you guys make this worth coming back every Monday night. It's so much fun having live chat now. Uh, we didn't have that a few years ago. And I just think it it's brought us up to a new level on this show. I feel like that has to be fantasy slogan, uh, fantasy MLS. It's not stupid when it works. So mm-hmm. that, that could and be we it. We say that a lot. Hashtag because MLS is classic. Yes, of course, MLSFantasyBoss.com. Checking out the articles for myself and, and Ranch. I have a couple of people I'm going to hit up to see if they'd like to join our team next year. So, ooh. Uh, fancy fancy uh, but check out that and of course the discord community mlsfantasyboss.com slash discord is the easiest way to find the link to join it's free it's fun it's all about soccer and fantasy and some fantastic people including some of the top players in the game and past winners uh, of the game overall so uh, just come on out and spend some time with us thank you so much everyone for joining us tonight and listening to us later on the podcast and as always good luck mm-hmm.